Good morning and welcome to today's daily devotion, your daily PPE. PPE is an acronym for the wisdom books of the Bible, which is the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Ecclesiastes. Today, our devotion comes to us from Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 6, and it's entitled, God's Unfailing Love and Faithfulness. Let's read this scripture. Solomon says, Unfailing love and faithfulness makes atonement for sin, but fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. Are you surprised to hear about unfailing love and faithfulness in this book, in the book of Proverbs? It's a wisdom book, right? We don't read much about unfailing love and certainly not a lot about atonement for sin in this book. Or do we? And we just not see it like that. Atonement for sin, what is that? It's the Hebrew word kapar, kafar, and it means to purge or to clear or to cancel. Uh, the word unfailing love is also translated mercy, which in my opinion is a much better translation of that word. As a matter of fact, the New King James Version gives a better translation of this entire verse. Let's look at that. Let's read it in the New King James Version. Solomon says, in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs evil. When we think about mercy, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? As Christians, the first thing that comes to our mind is Jesus and the sacrifice that he made on the cross for our sins, right? This is the greatest picture of mercy and, and grace that there's ever been. But that's in the New Testament, right? Solomon is pointing this out in the Old Testament. And, and really what he's pointing out is that God has always been a true picture of mercy. And he's always been a good, uh, good and full of grace and full of mercy. It's true in the New Testament that, that Jesus lives out God's grace and his mercy. We can physically see that, or the people in that day and time in the New Testament could physically see that God had given this gift of Jesus to live out for us. And we can read about that in the New Testament also. But in the Old Testament, God gives examples of this same mercy and this same grace that he offers through Jesus Christ. Take Adam and Eve, for instance. They sinned in the garden, the very first man and woman that ever walked the face of this earth. And yet uh, they, they sinned, uh, the greatest sin that we've ever known that, that caused mankind to fall into sin, every person after them. Yet God didn't leave them there. In his grace and in his mercy, he provided for them. Adam, or I'm sorry, Abraham, another man, God called him and set him apart, used his descendants to build a great nation, which is the nation of Israel. Abraham was just like you and me. He, he sinned, but God had called him and set him apart, and, and he obeyed the Lord, and, and God provided for him. And ultimately, not only did a great nation come through Abraham, but Jesus Christ came through Abraham. God shows his mercy and his grace through Abraham. Noah he was set apart to build an ark and, and to rescue people and rescue his family from uh, a sin-invaded, uh, stricken world. And, and Noah is a, 
is a, a really good picture of salvation and grace and mercy. Then there's David. The Bible calls him a man after God's own heart who who sinned and and time after time he repented and God forgave him. He's he's a great picture of grace and mercy and the list can go on and on. Uh, the writers of the Psalms reminds us several times that God has always been full of grace and mercy. Psalms 23:6 says, "Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 85.10 says, Loving kindness and truth, truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. So the Psalms points it out too. Um, the one thing that is always clear throughout Scripture from Genesis all the way through Revelation is that God is the one who gives this grace. It's God in his mercy that makes us clean. Uh, it's his mercy. It's his grace that cancels our debt of sin. And it's his grace and his mercy that purges us, as this Hebrew word says here, from the evil that comes into our lives or that we allow into our lives. So Solomon also, not only does he make it clear that this comes from the Lord, but I believe in this passage here, Solomon also makes it clear that it's in this mercy, it's in this faithfulness or in this grace that we're made right. Solomon indicates here that this is a life of living in faithfulness to the Lord. This mercy isn't, it's, it, our, this grace is granted to us and it, it's, um, this mercy that we're granted isn't something that we can do or provide for ourselves. It's something that comes from God's truth. It's something that comes from him. And so that's translated into faith or translated into acting faith. So it's the same thing, again, from the Old to the New Testament. It was by faith that men and women of the Old Testament found favor with God. It was by faith that they obeyed him. In the, in the New Testament, it's by faith that we trust in Jesus for the atonement of our sins. So the wisdom that Solomon is showing us here in this passage is we receive grace from God. We receive mercy from him. By faith, we're, we're to live in him and for him. And the unfailing love and faithfulness of the New Testament that the New Testament talks about is the fruits of our faith in God in Christ. As we stay clean of evil or stay away from evil or as we live righteous life, it's by the fear of the Lord, as Solomon talks about it here. It's by knowing and understanding that he's the ultimate judge and, and one day we will give an account of how we lived this life and really how we lived according to his grace and to his mercy. The problem is, is most of the time we tend to forget that this day of judgment is coming. We think that God's mercy, that God's grace, that it's going to last forever, even when we stand before the Lord. And for those who have accepted Jesus as their Savior, has followed after him and committed their lives to him, then yes, the grace and the mercy will cover their sins. But for those who haven't, at the day of judgment, that's when God's grace and God's mercy will end and his word will do the judgment. 
His grace, His mercy is everlasting. But it will only be during this lifetime. At the judgment, His word will come to light and we will stand in judgment according to His word. And I believe this verse encourages us that it would serve us well to know and study and be doers of his word in the here and now. To know of his unfailing love, which is never ending, and to learn of his faithfulness or his mercy is what he gives us. We need to take that to heart and remember that God is giving that to us now so that we will have an everlasting life with him. So, the Old Testament reminds us of this. The New Testament reminds us of this. From Genesis all the way through to Revelation. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for for our iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs evil. This is what God does for us. I want to encourage you today to listen to God's word. Listen to the Holy Spirit and what he's calling upon you to do, to forgive us of our sins, to cry out to him and ask for his forgiveness, to ask for his grace and receive his mercy and his grace into our lives, but not just for the here and now, but for all eternity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for these words of wisdom from Solomon that he is pointing out to us, Lord, that we can enjoy your faithfulness and your grace and your mercy forever, but it really is conditional. It's up to us. It's us to take it and to live by it and do what your word says. God, help us today as we get ready for the weekend. Help us, Lord, to live by your mercy and grace every single day and to live according to your word in all that we do. God, help us to find your grace and to accept your mercy in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you and thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this uh, devotion today. I hope you will share it with others. And Lord willing, I will be back with you again tomorrow. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And remember, I'm praying for you.